2: You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Home Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. Welcome in to talk of champions recruiting. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Pit on Twitter. He's Zach Berry at Zach underscore Berry. We both right for the old Spirit on three. Hey, buddy.
0: Good morning. How are we doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's a uh, very very dreary day here in Nashville, but the weather has dipped below fifty five or so the last couple of days. I, I'm I'm ready for it, man. Fireplace fired up at night. I got my got my gas furnace down here in the basement that the uh, former owner left me, fully operational. There's nothing better than sitting down here talking recruiting with you, and I can just fire that bad boy up and stay nice and toasty. Nice. So you've uh, had a nice little space to gather your thoughts
2: about Old Missus Big Visit <laughs> Weekend for Alabama. Yes. And where do things stand?
0: Ah, uh, well, very topical. Um, Just now tweeted it out. Uh, It's been on the site about two and a half hours now. Um, There's starting to be some movement per the recruiting prediction machine at on 3com You can read everything latest Intel at OMSpirit.com, but Christopher Johnson, the running back from Fort Lauderdale, Florida Dillard high school was in town for his OV and uh, that percentage is starting to bump up a little bit for Ole Miss. Um, So things went extremely well from a couple of the people that I've spoken with. Um, They were really trying to nail down, getting him into town. He's been busy. Um, They were trying to figure out which game he wanted to come to. And then, uh, I mean, look, no better game to bring him to. Even though it didn't end the way Ole Miss fans wanted it to, uh, the atmosphere was just absolutely incredible on Saturday. So I think um, regardless of the, you know, Pretty much everybody I talk to recruits don't care about wins and losses for the most part with the caveat that Chris Johnson does when it pertains to Miami and their struggles, but well, their losses are a little different than Ole Miss's losses
2: <laughs> Ole Miss <lost laughs> twice. Miami's been a
0: disaster. They lost four, was it? 49 to three to Florida state. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Isaac Smith said the same thing when I talked to him yesterday, he, you know, he said, yeah, Ole Miss didn't win, but like it didn't affect the atmosphere. Um, so yeah, just the perfect game to bring in your biggest group of recruits. Um, so it was uh, it was a doozy, even though Ole Miss came up short. Um, yeah, the atmosphere was was fantastic on Saturday.
2: Chris Johnson is ranked as the number three hundred forty fourth national prospect, number twenty five running back, number sixty four player in Florida. Miami still overwhelmingly the favorite at seventy nine point seven percent on the On Three RPM, which is the recruiting prediction machine but Ole Miss is at 18.2, and that number, that 79.7 for Miami, was in the 90s last week. Mm-hmm. He's also getting some crystal balls by some reputable guys at 247 as well. So this is trending in the right direction. Is it trending so much that he leapfrogs maybe other guys like a Kane Lee or Riscano as far as which Ole Miss remaining targets you feel is closest <clears throat> to a commitment?
0: Uh, it's possible, yeah, in terms of like the – the timeliness of it. Um, I don't want people to get it twisted here on the show. They're not going to take you know Johnson over Riscano. They would absolutely take both. Yeah. But um,
2: but I'm yeah, just I think about, you know yeah. uncommitted guy that's closest now because we ask this question every single week. But who do you feel right. is closest to landing? And I now feel like Chris Johnson's the leader in that clubhouse.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that's what we're saying. Um, because yeah, I think Riscano is going to come back for the Egg Bowl and you know kind of go through you know. Dot his I's, cross his T's, make sure the vibe's good. He likes what he sees. Um, and then Caden Lee, I, I'm, I am going to speak to him uh, later today. I, That's big news. Uh, I think their ears were burning. I put a, an update up that, you know, despite my advances, I wasn't hearing back from them. Uh, and then, um, lo and behold, I, I got in touch with Caden Lee. Um, so, talking to him later, couple other guys that are on the docket it's hard for excuse me hard for these high school guys that you know a lot of travel then they get back home late sunday then they got to go to school go to practice you know all that so juggling that and talking to me is, is you know probably lower on the list but um they are starting to get back to me um got another interview coming out later today it'll it'll be out by the time you listen to this podcast but um 2025 receiver Dylan Alfred spoke with him. He received an offer while he was – um, or it was after he left Oxford, but he received his first offer from Derek Nix and Kelvin Bolden. Talked to him. A uh, really impressive prospect, even though he's only a sophomore. Dudes put up some crazy numbers for Gaucher down there with uh, Ole Miss baseball commit Caden Irving slinging the ball all around the yard. Um, so, yeah, there's there, – I think Chris Johnson is is definitely moving up the pecking order in terms of who could be next. Um, you know, time's kind of running out. I, I made this comment earlier, and I kind of chuckled at it, but I don't know if you've seen it. But I've seen more and more Miami guys, quote-unquote, reaffirming their commitment on Twitter and stuff. And That's by design. I think that's incredibly obvious what Miami's doing. Kind of the uh, you know, the the meme of the the little dog or whatever it is sitting in the room that's on fire and like this is fine. Like, no, it's it's all right. Um, yeah, Miami is is desperately trying to hang on to people right now. They lost Jane Rashada to Florida, not just anyone, to Florida. And uh, they're trying to hang on to their top ten class. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've seen it in the in the the articles, the you know, the the war room type post that we put up, the The latest Intel stuff, you know, Johnson's been someone that has not minced words when it's come to Miami struggles. And that's you. And I've talked about it. That's rare for recruiting. You know, you don't really have a lot of guys that speak up about that. Um, They might be coy and and use some different phrasing and stuff, but I mean, he flat out said like, it's concerning to him that they're not winning. So Ole Miss has not let up. Markwell Blackwell has done a phenomenal job recruiting him. He's a guy that's from Florida, grew up there, played his college ball at South Florida. So he knows the landscape of, of that area, especially South Florida. So this would be a big get for Ole Miss to get a guy from Fort Lauderdale when even though they're not winning on the field, Miami as a brand is – is I wouldn't say it's back or coming back, but Mario Cristobal is a guy that's that's a hell of a salesman and he's going to do his job and you know they're recruiting well. So if they can kind of pull the upset here, that would be huge for Lane Kiffin and uh, the offense moving forward in the coming years.
2: Chris Johnson is a four-star prospect. His offer sheet is ridiculous. He's got like 30, mm-hmm. plus 30. Miami, Ole Miss, Utah, Alabama, NC State, Georgia, Oklahoma, Florida, Clemson, Oregon, Penn State, Tennessee, Texas A&M, South Carolina, Michigan, North Carolina, just to name a handful. Yeah. Where are you right now as far as your confidence level percentage for Chris Johnson?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not there yet. I'm pulling the trigger on a uh, RPM pick, but. I'm I'm above fifty percent now. Um, we talked last week. You know, I said if and when he shows, that'll greatly affect my confidence percentage. Um, he did show. Had a good time. Hung out with Marcel Reed, um, Sunterian Perkins, Aiden Williams, Bryson Sanders. Uh, talked to a handful of those guys in the pregame. They were working the non-committed or the uh, committed guys that Ole Miss is trying to flip. They were extremely busy over there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably sitting at about 60% right now, maybe 65. Um, I think the, obviously Ole Miss ran the football effectively against Alabama. Uh, Judkins had himself a day. Uh, Zach Evans was probably on his way to do that as well. Fortunately suffered the concussion. Um, so I think being in person, seeing the offense, seeing how, Ole Miss is not afraid to play young guys, especially someone like Judkins in a big game like that. I mean, heck, you can make a case for playing Jackson Dart as a young guy because he's, you know, you know, just a, you know, nineteen-year-old playing against Alabama. So, um, I think that stands out to recruits as well. Kiffin's never been afraid to to play young guys. You know, you look at the defense, and you know, someone like Davis and played a ton. Um, You know, on the defensive line, Zavian Harris has been in the mix a lot, playing, getting some PT. So I think that jumps out. And just I think his skill set and the way he would fit in the offense complements what Judkins brings. Um, I I just thought of this when you you were talking a minute ago. I was trying to think of a comp for a Chris Johnson. You mentioned he has the offer from Oregon. The one that jumped out to me. D'Anthony Thomas is the comp that I have for him. I oh, mean, I like just that. a just an absolute burner. I mean, he's literally one of the fastest people in the country. Um, competes in track, 100, 200 yard meter. Uh, but he's also just a versatile guy. He can he can run the football like D'Anthony Thomas was small in stature. I mean, um, I'd have to look and see what his height weight was, but he was I, I think he was smaller. Than Chris Johnson, who's listed at 5'11", uh, 178, probably a little heavier now. Um, but yeah, the Anthony Thomas played closer to about 5'9, 175. Um, but just a very versatile guy who can run the football like very, very unassumingly physical. You know, not you know, he's not your scat back that you get you get an arm on him, he's gonna come down. Like he he can run through some contact, but also can be very effective in the screen game and uh, can, you know, split out wide and and play in the slot as well. So um, I think that's kind of the obvious thing here is they're looking for someone to compliment Judkins. And then they're trying to get Kedrick Criscano, who is a, you know, a bruiser type guy like Judkins. Um, so a, a Chris Johnson would, would be an excellent compliment to those guys.
2: So who's number two now behind him, as far as closest to
0: landing an old Misses class. Oh, I'd probably lean Roscano still. I haven't just, just because I haven't spoken with Caden Lee. I want to kind of gauge his responses. And when I talk to him and then maybe I can report back on that. Um, UCF's made a real run at him behind the scenes. Ole Miss is still the overwhelming favorite, but Gus Malzahn and and the Knights are trying to, uh, you know, muddy the waters there, if you will. Um, They've, had a good season. Um, you know, they beat Tulane last week on the road. Big win for them. They're eight and two. Uh, John Rice Plumley is having himself a, a good year. And um, Gus has got it rolling down there. And then obviously Caden Lee would would factor in in the receiver room there and, and what they like to do. But um, again, Ole Miss has just been after him for a long time. Um, Dane Stevens has been the guy that's recruited him for you know nearly two years now and they love his skill set and uh they think that he fits in perfectly kind of you know probably go right in behind um you know a jordan watkins a guy that's very versatile in the slot you can move him all around you know toss him some you know jet sweeps throw him some screens but he can stretch the field vertically as well um so yeah i, I think Riscano's probably behind johnson but caden lee could potentially be in that two spot or just right behind him. For the
2: uninitiated, when is the early signing period start? Ooh,
0: you put me on the spot. Um, initial balls. signing date is December 21st, and the final is December 23rd. Yeah. Per the National Letter of Intent, or nationalletter.org. Okay. So next
2: Monday it starts. So let's set the yes. board here. What players are we really following? Because it doesn't feel like Ole Miss has expanded the map, so to speak, as far as new guys popping up that maybe we didn't know about or have been following for quite some time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's your usual suspects in terms of who they're trying to go after. Um, I would say Jamel Johnson, the safety out of Texas. We talked about him last week. Um, I would say Chris Johnson, Keja Griscano, Caden Lee. Um I'd say a new name that has popped up. Um, actually going to go see him on Friday. Taylor, um, I actually don't know if it's Ween or Wayne. Taylor Wayne, I think that might be it. Uh, he's an edge prospect from uh, Nolensville, Tennessee, down the road from Nashville. Um, he's kind of exploded the last couple weeks on the recruiting trail. Um, Missouri, Oklahoma, Kentucky, USC, Virginia Tech, Ole Miss have all offered him over the last week or two. Um I know that Randall Joyner offered him and is is recruiting him. Um, they're in heavy pursuit there. So he would be someone that you should uh potentially keep an eye on. I'm gonna go see him and talk to him because I do need to make sure if he's going to be an early signee or not. Because if he's not, then it doesn't matter. He'll wait till February. But 6'5, 245, uh edge prospect defensive end. Big physical guy, so excited to see him in person. Um, but he's uh he's kind of a newer name that's popped up. And then um, you know Isaac Smith spoke with him yesterday. Um, he's talked at length about how Ole Miss has really picked up their uh, their pursuit of him. He's trying to narrow down his his last three official visits. He's pretty sure he's going to take one to LSU, and then I would think the last two will be Ole Miss and State. And I think state at this point, and you know, things could change fluid, if you will, Ben, the, uh, the operative word here, I think that might be a bit of a courtesy visit. I don't think Mississippi state as much of a threat right now. Um, so I, I think that is an LSU Ole Miss race. I think LSU is in the lead right now, but I think Ole Miss has really turned up the heat on him and, um, they would really love to add him in this class just because he's just another versatile guy that plays defense, plays offense, you know, returns kicks. He does it all in high school, but just that similar, you look at who they have committed in this class in the secondary with Marvin Burks, Braxton Myers, Daniel Demery, um, you know, the, the secondary class Ahmad Brown, the, the guys are all very similar in how they play and, you know, that size-speed ratio, very long physical guys that can run. And Isaac Smith is certainly a guy that can do that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably where things sit right now in terms of who they're they're going after. Um, you know, they're obviously going to want to sign everybody that they have committed in the early period. But, um, but, yeah, there's really not any new names out there right now. Um, so we don't the, expect uh, any, like, dramatic moments or anything like that in the early signing period. No, not, you know, unless there's some kind of flip that comes out of nowhere or a well, name. That... Last
2: year, Flip Carswell, for example, no pun intended. His name is Flip Carswell. He's a freshman <laughs> yeah. offensive lineman for Ole Miss. We knew about it. He was on the radar. It's not like he came out of nowhere right? on signing day. Same thing with Cam East. We thought Cam, again, Cam said this, that he was going to sign in February, and then he signs in November and he's on the roster currently too. So, those were guys that were on the radar that mm-hmm. just happened to sign in the early period rather than the late period
0: we don't see any of that or there's no yeah. like
2: obvious guys for that
0: no yeah i mean i'd say the one hmm i don't want to put this the one lone guy that's out there he was in town last weekend um but i i still think that it's a bit of a long shot just because He's committed to Penn state and he's been committed to Penn state for a long time, but Dakari Nelson was in town and you know, an, an official visit happens for a reason. So I think he's still trying to get a feel for what he wants to do and, and look around to make sure that he wants to spend the next three to four years up in happy Valley with James Franklin and the Nittany lions. Um, he's visited Auburn and now he's been to Ole miss. Um, I had a source tell me that they think they have a shot with him. Um, so that's potentially a name to keep an eye on. I don't know if it'll be a straight flip or if he'll decommit from Penn State and open things back up. But yeah, no, for now, I think... he gets
2: to Monday. It feels like it's going to be a straight flip if he does.
0: Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, that's a good point. Cause at this, this stage of the recruitment more times than not, guys are just going to straight flip. They're not going to yeah. do the whole decommit and, Cause then the staff will start blowing you up with calls like, Hey, what happened? Like, what can we do to get you back? And, you know, they don't want to deal with that at this stage. They want to, you know, <laughs> separate space themselves away from, from dealing with that because it's getting down to the nitty gritty, but
2: yeah, it's um, in the now And kids, what they'll typically do is just ghost those staffs. So the staffs are worried and freaking out and thinking, why can't he get a hold of them? Well, he's still committed. Well, there's a reason for that. I'm not saying he's doing that. Is to Corey Nelson to uh. Penn State, but if Ole Miss is going to land him, it's just going to be when the signing period opens.
0: Right, yeah. So, um, not saying it will happen, um, but, but yeah, he was in town, and we always say fall the visits, and that's certainly one that, that should perk your ears up if you're an Ole Miss fan.
2: 13 commitments. Ole Miss is ranked 20th in the country, ninth in the SEC. Where do they end up commitment-wise as far as total number? And where do you think they end up ranking-wise? Both not only nationally, but in the SEC. Mm. Are they going to get 20 commitments? At this
0: stage, I don't think so.
2: Yeah, I don't think so either.
0: I think they probably the most would be 17, 18 tops. I mean, that would probably be some flips in there or maybe a surprise, you know, maybe a late offer from a, a senior eval that um they liked what they saw in their film senior year and then they extend an offer and the guy jumps on it. Um, that's probably what you're looking at. I don't think they get to 20. So that could affect their ranking just because of the, the algorithm they use is, you know, you take top 16 prospects in the class and then take the average rating from there. So that can hurt Ole Miss in terms of just the volume of commits or signees, um, but again, you look at that average star rating, that's what you're looking for. You're looking at the blue chip rating. Right now they're at a 77% clip in the blue chips. I mean, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten, four stars right now. Yeah. And outside um, of
2: Kane Lee, everybody that's left is a four-star. So if it's the top yeah. sixteen and you get to that seventeen, eighteen number, then you yeah, so, could move up as far as rankings.
0: Right. So that's <clears throat> that's something to to keep in context here and, you know, look deeper than just the number that you see on the page that shows where they're ranked Um, just because of that top 16 prospects that they average out against everyone else. I mean, you look at the, the team rankings right now and, you know, just going from the top, I mean, Alabama has 23, Georgia has 20, Notre Dame has 23, LSU, 25, Florida, 23, um, Tennessee, 22. I mean, they're, you know, Arkansas is at 23. There are a lot of programs out there that are, you know, not nothing against those classes because I'm sure there's some quality in there, but, you know, they're aiming for the quantity aspect of it to try to, hey, let's bring them in and then we'll figure out who's a who's dude and who's not, and then we'll go from there. But Ole Miss is being very thorough, and they are evaluating to the very end to make sure that who they take is a a legit dude in their eyes that they think can, can fit and produce in their program.
2: The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels. Let's be friends. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance. And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662 662-296- 296 0186 and tell them that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone, from pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable, and my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com slash TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions podcast network. You were in Oxford for Ole Miss, Alabama, 30 to 24 loss for Ole Miss, but the environment was crazy. A ton of high profile recruits
0: in town. What's been the biggest takeaway
2: from the conversations you've had?
0: First and foremost, the crowd. Guys were talking about the crowd and how it was packed. And, you know, they said that everybody stayed until the very end. They were loud. Several guys, um, Isaac Smith said it, Ryan Wingo said it, the 24. Um, receiver out of uh, Missouri said it you know the crowd not only was loud and and stayed the whole game but they affected the game Um, you know there were several times that Alabama had a delay game or were close to having a delay game and had to call a timeout it was very hard for them to to check at the line they were having to really go above and beyond to make checks Bryce Young was having to you know go up and down the offensive line um, several times during that game to make audibles and, and checks and you know, switch up protections. So it wasn't just a, you know, hey, he could sit back and shotgun and just bark out orders. He was having to to get up to the line and, you know, a lot of stuff that you see Ole Miss have to do when they're playing at LSU and, you know, probably going to, probably going to be like that at Arkansas, I would suspect. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that was the big thing. And, and if you're an Ole Miss fan, you, you love to see that, you love to hear it. And, you know, Lane Kiffin certainly does too, because he's been so adamant about, you know, wanting that home, environment that that atmosphere that makes it tough to play there. And, you know, I know people have, you know, kind of gnashed some teeth and, you know, kind of, you know, begrudgingly hate to hear that. But I mean, look, it's maybe it's a little overkill at this point with what Kiffin does, but I mean it's true. I mean, Ole Miss is they, they have big crowds, but it's never a raucous environment. Like old like Bob Hemingway can get loud but it, but Saturday was different Saturday. You know, Kentucky was like that this year, even though it was an early game. Um, Texas A&M last year was like that. Um, Arkansas last year was like that. And, you know, they're wanting to have that every home game where it's, it's a chore to have to come play at all Miss. And, you know, you can only do so much cause it's, you know, what, 67,000 at the most, but, um, you know, I, Ryan Wingo said it when he was talking with with Chad Simmons. He said it was as loud as other places he's been that have more people. And I think that that's what most recruits were saying was like, you know, they were kind of shocked with how loud and and how it affected the game, even though it wasn't, you know, the big house or, you know, Bryant Denny Stadium or Death Valley or anything like that. So I think that was um, that was big. and And I know the staff loves to hear that.
2: But no movement, significant movement from the people you've talked to, the recruits you've talked to. In terms of what? Getting an Ole Miss's boat, man, even if it's a 2024. Oh.
0: Yeah, most of those guys are are still in the waiting stages just because they have so long before their signing day. I, the one that, that sticks out to me, he was there, talked to him for a little bit, walked away. Um, I still think he's probably going to make a decision early in 2023 probably February. Um, he keeps I mean, coming back. I mean, yeah, you know? I mean, I make the joke. I made the joke about um, Sontarian Perkins, you know, making his 47th visit to Oxford this year. Um, I mean, Walker White, I think, has been five or six times this year since the summer. I mean, am a
2: cynical bastard here, right? And even, <laughs> he's winning me over. Uh, look, I, he – I've been saying there's no way. I mean, he's an Arkansas legacy. There's no way. It's all fine and dandy. It's nice. It's cute. He's visiting Ole Miss. He's really entertaining Ole Miss. But ultimately, he's just going to end up going to Arkansas. And he's even convincing me this will hurt if
0: he ends up not committing to Ole Miss. I, look, I think it's – at this point, it's – I mean, my, my pick is in. Sam Spiegelman, probably one of the most connected guys in the industry, has his pick in. Um, I, I mean, I, I had a brief pause – like, oh, okay, that's different when Alabama extended the offer. But then Julian Sane commits to Alabama like literally the same week. Um I've talked to Walker plenty of times. I think he's a he's a highly intelligent kid. I think he knows going to Alabama is probably not the best thing for him when they have, you know, three blue chip guys on the roster already, and now they got another guy in his class. Um, so the numbers game there is 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 a little risky. But yeah, I mean, he I mean, just every time I talk to him, it's it's Lane Kiffin. It's Lane Kiffin. It's Lane Kiffin. It's the offense. It's it's Oxford. It's the town. It's the program. It's the players. I mean, he says all the right things. And again, for all the visits, man. He continues to come back. And I, I think that if you're an Ole Miss fan, you should be excited about him. He. At this point, looks poised to be the cornerstone bell cow all the metaphor, whatever you want to use for the guy to carry the torch in 2024, you know, like in 23, the guys like Marcel Reed, Suntarian Perkins, Aiden Williams, Bryson Sanders. Um, those guys have been incredibly active on social media and recruiting other guys and and doing that. I mean, I think Walker White's a guy that 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 is probably going to do that. Um, maybe not as outspoken as some of those guys, but he's going to be vocal behind the scenes and I think it's just natural because he's a quarterback and you know naturally that's the leader on the team um so I mean I think he wants to get his decision out of the way early pick a school and start to build around himself and you know he said it time and time again he wants to he wants to make a decision and then focus on his senior season so he can try to win a state championship with his with his classmates and his teammates and all that well quarterbacks Um, you got to claim your spot That too. I mean, Marcel Reed said that exact same thing earlier this spring where he said he knew Ole Miss was looking at other guys and they were offering other guys and he wanted to get that spot before someone else did. So these guys know the deal. And again, Walker White was in town. He was mingling with the other guys. I mean, you saw, you know, Ryan Wingo was in town. David Washington was in town. Should be talking to him at some point. Uh, The wide receiver out of Las Vegas. Has Ole Miss very high on his list? I mean, there were some couple dudes there that he could be thrown to in the future. Um, so you know, Braylon Burnside was also in town, another 24 receiver that I think Ole Miss is in a great spot for. So it, it they know how things work. I mean, they've even though they're young and you know they still got a lot to learn in this in this world, but in terms of the college football recruiting world, you kind of you kind of see how things work. I mean, look, you saw it with Arch Manning when he committed to Texas, it was no coincidence that there was a huge influx of commits right after that. I mean, guys gravitate towards highly ranked guys at positions like quarterback. Walker White's a guy that, you know, I think he's going to be a highly rated guy before it's all said and done for his signing day. Um, Right now he's, you know, he's an on three consensus four star. He's uh, the number 184 overall prospect, the number 12 quarterback in the class. I expect him to finish higher than that. I think he's, I mean, he's having a fantastic junior season. He's more than likely going to be on pace to have a great senior season. And I just, I think Ole Miss is, is in the driver's seat there. Um, He's hearing a lot from other, you know, even though Bama offered him and it took another commit, um, that offer is still pretty loud. You've got LSU in the mix. TCU has been recruiting him hard. Arkansas is going to be there. They're not going to go away because he's from Little Rock, but I mean, Ole Miss is 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 the team to beat, without a doubt, in his recruitment.
2: I want to play a special edition
0: of Zach's recruiting attack to round this thing out, okay? All right, let's do it.
1: We're friends first and nothing can ever come between us.
0: We're
2: only two questions will they sign no drama next week I'm speaking of the early signing period opens next week will they sign and no drama we're gonna go through 13 commitments for Ole Miss in the 2023 class Sunturin Perkins
0: sign what about drama nope Aiden Williams nope no drama he's signing Bryson Sanders no drama Braxton Myers no drama signing no drama. Yep. Jamarius Brown. Signing, no drama. Neo Avery. Signing, no drama. Marcel Reed. Signing, no no drama whatsoever. This is great. Azavian Miller. Yeah, signing, no drama. Uh by the way, saw him in person. Good god, he's huge. I do not remember people being that big when I was in high school. He's 6'6 320 listed. I would venture to say he's bigger than that. Maybe I'm just not used to human beings being that big anymore. He was in street clothes and looked the same size as Cam East and Mm Jaden Williams. I mean, just a monster. Marvin Burks. I'll say sign a tad bit of drama just because Drinkwitz is going to try to backdoor it. I'm a Brown. Signing, no drama. With Burks, is
2: it just Missouri?
0: I think so. I, I think that... Drinkwitz really picked it up and was personally recruiting him, and it made it difficult. Um, almost had to work a little bit that Friday before, um, I should say that Thursday before he announced on that Friday. So, Eli Drinkwitz, that little nerd, got his feelings hurt.
2: <laughs> yeah. Take
0: it personal. I have no problem with Eli Drinkwitz. I'm just being an idiot. So, it's just Missouri. I think so. All right. Daniel Demery signing, absolutely no drama
2: absolutely no drama there was a little bit of um potential drama with him in the summer
0: he he got some some offers that i think perked his uh, peaked his interest i should say um yeah. but i mean you know the story with him and randall Joyner. i mean he's practically a godfather to him he coached him in peewee ball that family is really tight with the joiners um so i don't know as long as randall
2: it. Joyner is here daniel dimrey
0: will be here i'm not saying yes. he's going anywhere but yeah that is correct. Daniel was was in Oxford last weekend. Um, great family; they were excited to be there and excited to to get enrolled and get started. Javante Connor signing, no drama. John it's David drama. Baker. John David Baker loves him, and that dude is if he if he can get in the weight room, learn the playbook, he's a he's a sleeper for me in this class. He's a problem. Right now in North Carolina high school football. He's got 14 receiving touchdowns on the year. I I don't know much about North Carolina football, um, but he plays at a high classification and nobody seems to be able to guard him.
2: It's an easy, lazy comparison to make, but I've never made it
0: since he signed. He's he's Evan Ingram. Could be. He's Evan Ingram. Bigger, but very similar. Like he he essentially plays receiver he's a big in receiver. their offense. But yeah, I mean, he's he's a monster. Skyler Mann. I'd say signing – ooh. I'm going to say no drama because he was a camp eval and they sent an offer, accepted a commitment. Um, I'm going to say no drama.
2: All right. I had somebody on the board at the Old Miss Spirit on three ask if there's any chance that Chris Vizzina, the quarterback, out of Birmingham, flips from Clemson to Ole Miss. I said no. Mm,
0: I don't either. think so. I don't either. He did reach out and tell me that Charlie Weiss came by to see him during the bye week, but that I think that was – I think that was just a a wellness check, and I think he's good with Clemson. And, you know, barring Dabo going to Auburn, LOL, um, I think he's going (laughs) to sign with Clemson.
2: We got through a full Ole Miss associated podcast because we didn't talk about Ole Miss sports. We talked about Ole Miss recruiting and didn't mention one time the Lane Kiffin rumor stuff. Good for us.
0: Yeah. I like to pat myself on the back for this one. Okay. I always I refer to Dabo as trust fund Hugh Freeze.
2: That's good. I like that. Trust fund Hugh Freeze. Yeah. Started his career on third base and acts like he hit a triple. Yeah,
0: yeah he's the courtesy runner that goes in for the, the first baseman in case there's a pass ball. And he's like, yeah, mark me down for a triple.
2: Poor Dabo. He's catching strays on talk of champions recruiting today, and he didn't do anything. He did nothing today to deserve yeah, this, but yeah. here we are. It is what it is. Over under 16 and a half commitment signees.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Um I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna say over just because I think it's gonna be 17. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Riscano,
2: Chris Johnson, and we only need two more. Say Caden Caden Lee. Lee. Jakes. And then
0: yeah, and then I would say one of Isaac Smith. Yes. Jalen Johnson or maybe maybe Taylor Wayne? Not sure. No, um, I feel most
2: confident by far of those in Isaac Smith. Okay. Yeah. I really think there's true momentum with Isaac Smith right now. State's going to be a problem, but still.
0: Yeah, because you know State always goes all in on at least one person. Yep. Which I do think it's a chance of either him or Dante Dowdle, but I think Dowdle signs with Oregon.
2: I think he signs with Oregon, but if you're telling me one of those two, Dante Dowdle or Isaac Smith, is when State, as it does every year, drops the bag on one of those two who is going to be, I'd say it's
0: Dattel. Furniture money. You know what? I, I think Dowdle – You do what you got to do. Yeah, hey, yeah, I'm not knocking it. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Um. I'll say, for me, it's maybe because I, I, I read Shoe Dog this year and just absolutely loved it and couldn't recommend it enough as a book to read – Um, when Dante Dowdle was was taking pictures with with Tinker Hatfield and Phil Knight last weekend, I was like, Yeah, he's he's done. He's going there. You don't you you don't take pics with the GOATs and then not go there. Now, maybe as a maybe, maybe these kids are fanboying out, but I don't think any of these recruits know who those dudes are. (laughs) Like they might know Phil Knight, but if you're Tinker Hatfield's kind of under the radar in terms of Nike, but um but yeah, I mean that was. And 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 I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek. I mean, I, I just think he wants to go there and wants to play for Oregon. I think he just likes it. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's anything negative against Ole Miss. I think he just likes Dan Lanning and wants to go play there. Now, if Dan Lanning goes to Auburn, that'll be interesting. <sighs> I'm looking
2: down the list of offers Ole Miss has handed out this cycle, and uh, there are a number of guys I talked to, like, back in the summer, early in the spring, that were hot, hot prospects, and some of them still uncommitted, like Kyron Borda. What's going on with Kyron Borda?
0: Defensive lineman out of St. Uh, Austin, New
2: Orleans.
0: Do we even know he was a Mississippi? He was a Mississippi State last weekend. Um I mean I Ole don't Miss know. Is still I mean, a
2: thirty nine percent favorite on the on three RPM.
0: Yeah, because he's been to Ole Miss a couple times. sometimes guys just kind of don't materialize down the stretch in terms of how they perform as a senior, you know, so kind of keeping a, an eye on him for Ole Miss. No, not right now. Okay. I mean Maybe one of those, you know, really has a big junior year, and then staffs want to see them as a senior, and then maybe not as good, or maybe they haven't really developed as much, or they're not seeing some things on film. That that's just my opinion. I'm not saying this is what no. I, told I feel the me, same
2: but... way because like I'm looking at KV on Thunderbird, and I'm really disappointed because God, Old God, Mrs. what a name! Him. What a name! What a name! I wanted that kid on Old Miss's roster so bad. I had so many things. <laughs> what a missed opportunity.
0: I know. Shout out Kimwood Academy up there in in Chicago.
2: Who leads the all name team in recruits that we've covered?
0: Like what's been the best name? What was the best one? Well, I mean, recently you've got Kool Aid McKinstry. Yeah, that's yeah incredible. Yeah. Um, DeColdis Crawford is I amazing. Love that
2: one, Dakoldis Crawford, bumper pool.
0: I was really bummed when I found out that his middle name wasn't to ever do it, because there was the rumor that his full name was Dakoldis to ever do it Crawford.
2: God, that'd been dope.
0: Um, you saw his NIL commercial, right? No. He did a. Please. He... Oh wait,
2: wait, wait, wait! He's doing it with that AC company.
0: Yeah, that's right. That is
2: perfect.
0: That's when yeah. NIL
2: is done perfectly.
0: That's yeah. Perfect. That was oh. that was incredible. I mean, because it was what it was before NIL, but like Jake Butts when he was at Michigan, everybody was talking about he should have gotten a deal with like Charmin or somebody. Just because you brought it up, and I love this type of stuff. See if there's like a list.
2: Well, let me ask you this before you get to that. So I'm looking at the on three RPM with Isaac Smith, and LSU's at 91% with
0: projection. Yeah, he took a took an unofficial for the Ole Miss game, and then Sam Spiegelman put a put an RPM pick in for him. Um, and I do think that'll probably be one of the OVs he takes because he's got three left because he's taken one to Vandy, one to A&M. And then um, he gave me a a pretty lengthy list, especially for this time of the year. But I think he's just trying to – I don't know if he's being gracious to the people that are recruiting him or if he's actually considering all these people for the last three visits, but I do think it's LSU, Ole Miss, and State for the last three. He mentioned USC. He mentioned Oregon, Florida State. I think it's going to be the two in-state schools in LSU. Um
2: Yeah. I think he goes to Ole Miss. That's who I put my pick in for. Okay. But it does feel kind of like, who is that player, man? I think he was in Horn Lake or Olive Branch during the Kobe Deans class. That Ole Miss – Darius Jones. Yeah. Radar Jones. Radar. Yep. Great name. Great name. All-name team. Radar Jones. I thought Radar Jones was going to Ole Miss. Every Ole Miss source I talked to thought Ole Miss had him I and mean, he went to LSU. I could see that playing out with Isaac Smith just because of how – his recruitment, as far as old Miss is concerned, has ebbed and flowed, mm-hmm. hot and cold. And sometimes that consistent relationship just wins out.
0: Yeah, it's very true. And, I mean... That's purely my opinion. A good bit of the defensive staff is recruiting him. And, I mean, I, I think this is where it's not necessarily wins and losses, but just program momentum. And...
2: LSU Just, has some the momentum. They, they have, do. And, yeah.
0: and, and, and that's why I think it's an almost LSU battle because mm-hmm. both of those programs are really on the up and up. It's very clear. And then you look at somebody like Mississippi state and they're kind of sputtering right now. So I think that that certainly helps when you're trying to win these battles down the stretch, when these kids, you know, man, I have a, I have a great relationship with this staff and, man, I also have a great relationship with this staff. Like, what am I going to do? And I think that that's where the, you know, what's the program's current standing? How do I feel when I'm in that town? How do I feel when I'm on that campus? You know, what are the players? like? You know, that's another feather in Ole Miss's cap. And and Lane Kiffin's done a phenomenal job. And just the culture that he has built at Ole Miss and just – you know, they play they play wiffle ball on like Thursdays and they have, you know, dance parties in the locker room. And, you know, they're just so, you know, the, the fire extinguisher on the sideline and they all get to wear whatever they want to wear when they come down the walk of champions. Like all that stuff is is by design. It's not an accident or a coincidence. Like it's done for a reason. And I think that that's what Lane Kiffin and this staff, it's a very player friendly, you know, team forward culture that it's it's gotten people's attention i mean there are guys that have signed under kiffin over the last couple years that have said as much where you know hey i just felt just felt good i just felt like that staff you know they're mostly young guys and they just let them be themselves you know there's there are certain programs that they don't do that i mean you saw the, the what was it last week uh Moose Muhammad didn't play in the A and M game because he wore sleeves. He wore arm sleeves. All right. Did you find what you were looking for before we get out of here? These are more recent, but man, there's some good ones. Like General Booty. Yeah, that's great. Great. Cavassier Kav- Smoke. Perfect. Tank Bigsby. No notes. Um, Clemson. One of my favorites. I remember him. He's actually starting to play now and making some making some plays. A Jew. A Jew. Just same first name, same last name. Um you've got uh Big Cat Bryant. Was it Auburn went to UCF? Um Storm Duck. I mean, come Storm on. Duck.
2: Holy I mean shit. That sounds I like mean, a new age Marvel superhero, Storm
0: Duck. <laughs> He's a variant of Wolverine. Storm Duck also sounds like an alternate mascot that would be at Oregon. Oh yeah, like a superhero-looking mascot. The mighty ducks. Um, yeah, Wyoming has a DB named Buck Coors. Oh, he drinks. He drinks beer. I mean, he has got to get an NIL deal. Mountains are always blue. Always. Blue. Um. Uh, there's a <laughs> there's a guy at San Diego State. His name is New Zealand Williams. That's phenomenal. Cause that's where his parents conceived him. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I don't know. UAB has someone named Fish McWilliams. That sounds like a like what do they have? The your your porn name generator. Can you imagine Brady Hoke saying his name? Like in a meeting. Brady Hoke <laughs> sounds like he's got marbles in his mouth.
2: New Zealand, come oh, up here to the front. New um
0: oh this is cool. There's a guy at Cal named General Williams. Shout out to General Ben. Sounds like he gives uh, good hugs. Last one here at Auburn. This one's this one's good, Bro Darius Ham, Broham, yeah, Broham. It's like Brohim. Like people call it, like, Hey, Brohim. I love that. Oh, last one, Fat Watts <laughs> at Tulane. Phat. That sounds like a that sounds like a guy that plays like the trumpet down on like Magazine Street.
2: What you associate with Phat? And what I associate with Phat <laughs> are very different things. Yeah, there's been talk of champions recruiting. I'm Ben Garrett at Bit on Twitter. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. You can check out all of our recruiting coverage at the Old Miss Spirit on 3. We cover it every single day. And Zach's writing stuff left and right about the visitors from the weekend. So if you want to see those reactions, read those reactions, check us out at the old Miss Spirit. Thank you, buddy. We'll do it again.
0: All right, buddy. See you.